Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. You know what time it is. It is time for Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I am Ryan McKinnell, and joining me as always on this weekend edition, got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark, obviously here on a Saturday show. A lot to talk about in regards to SmackDown last night. Roman Reigns, big news there. And we actually start working ourselves into a little bit of a shoot, talking about uh, women in the business and just how far we are away from an all-women show. Mick Foley making some waves, tweeting Vince McMahon yesterday. We definitely uh, follow up on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely passionate about it, Mick. Foley said it best that uh, he would like to see the WWE jump on it and do it first. Uh, I don't care who does it next. It needs to be done. Definitely, definitely. And it wouldn't be a Saturday show here on Busted Open if we didn't hit you with Weekly Winner, the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. And not only do we got Weekly Winner, Mark, we got an interview with the one and only Davari stopping by as MLW partners up with Vice Television, a deal that you and I very much both enjoy. I mean, Vice is like one of my favorite shows uh, on networks. Uh, you know, I got my 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 food show. Got your rotation. I got my rotation <laughs> over there. I got my most expensive You know, uh, even though we, we know that's not a word. Yeah. Sounds we, good, we, though. We know that's not a word. Yeah. And, and now we're going to have MLW uh, following Dark Side of the Ring. So, I mean, like, it's... It's trending upward. I'm, Good I'm stuff. looking forward to it. Good stuff. All that and more inside this edition of Busted Open on a Saturday. All you got to do is sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. Busted Open. I'm Ryan. That's Mark. Here we go. night friday night smackdown roman reigns putting the clamps on the yes movement in daniel bryan getting well not the tap out but daniel bryan going down via submission without tapping out but definitely taking the l and then thus being banned from friday night smackdown forever forever mark henry turn turn that up andre he's still jamming come on man (laughs) his shoulders still going come on man (laughs) Y'all see Big E last night? (laughs) Why do we, how do we not have video? 
I mean, it's like, guys, I mean, we're really we're really dropping the ball by not having video on this show. I'm watching Mark Henry do the robot right now. And I should get more money for doing this show and not breaking out in laughter every 30 seconds. Stop. Oh, okay, 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 Andreas. Uh, I'm already sweating. This is a Texas hangover barbecue edition of Busted Open. Shout out to our buddy Paulie Corver for that uh, branding. But yes, 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 that's exactly what this is because we are full. We are in Texas. The moment has happened. Dave LaGreca's funeral is in a few hours of Mission Pro Wrestling. We got our barbecue and we watched SmackDown together last night, Mark, and we yeah. watched Daniel Bryan get banished from SmackDown forever. Uh, listen. This is something that we knew was in the making. You know, you saw Daniel Bryan putting people over for the last, I feel like, year. Like, he's been, you know, making the business healthier. He's been doing great stories. He's been Daniel Bryan. He's been the prototypical top professional wrestler. Everything you would want from a locker room leader, right? What happened last night? What does it mean for the future? Do you think Daniel is, like, if you had to guess, how long is it before we see Daniel Bryan again? See, that that was the question that I I asked myself last night when... I was actually shocked that he lost. Really? You I, thought, you I, thought I really was, thought yeah. that he was going to go over somehow. Okay. And uh, by hook or by crook, like something was going to happen, and it didn't. So now I, I said, damn, well, what does that mean? Like, is he going to go to Raw now? Is he going to go to NXT? Certainly a possibility. Like, NXT? Now that's an option. How oh cool God. would that be? Because you know Balor kind of— valuable he would be? Well, Balor kind of broke the mold, right, when he went back. It was like, what, he's going back to NXT? Like, he's the first universal champion, right? Now you have Brian do it. I'm just saying, in a cool world for fantasy booking, that NXT kind of takes on a different meaning. You have Balor go back. Well, now Daniel Bryan, not, he doesn't, I mean, he does go back. He goes back after a decade. I mean, it could be a cool little story. I mean, yeah. I would certainly be invested in it. Working I, with I would Kim- love to see Edge go back. Sure. Oh, man, I didn't even think because, about that. you know, Edge and Karen Cross kind of got in each other's face. Yep. And we never got the payoff for that. And, and I, I was like, uh, yeah. was so good, I remember how it ended. It was essentially, be careful what you wish for. Be careful. Yeah. Because I, maybe I do come back, and maybe you do get that match that you think you want. But you thought you, you wanted you it. Want yeah, it. that was something like that, right? Yeah. It was something about you think you want it, and then it happens. But either way, it was a very tense, brief exchange between two guys. And, uh, but memorable. 100%. Here we are. Yep. That, that, that was, what, a month before Mania? Yeah. Something like that. So we're two months away from that, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Cause you it, remember it, how you felt for sure. Yeah, it yeah. made me feel some yeah. kind of way like, oh, no. And and I started – I even told Dave. I said, you know, his wife is doing commentary over there. It'll you know? be a way that they can actually be back together again, and they can, you know, like they don't have to be like two ships in the night. What, what if – and I – I don't know. I mean like, – NXT is obviously known for so many as this brand of, of developmental, right? I, I don't know how it's viewed now. I, I don't really care. It's, it's my favorite uh, WWE product week in and week out. I love the storytelling. I love the matches that they put on. I love NXT. We love NXT. We do weekly winner. Oftentimes, NXT takes the cake, right? Right. Uh, but what if NXT kind of the, 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 the brand, the optics of it sort of changed in the sense that, okay, yeah, the youth is still there. It's still the future, right? But what if you do start getting the edges and the brines? The guys that we know behind the scenes want to do the future of the business the favor, right? They want to put over the future of the business. What if NXT becomes this sort of hybrid for these legends? I don't even want to say aging because, I mean, it's, it's kind of a disservice to how good they work and what they do. But these top, top superstars 
who, I don't know, take it upon themselves to test themselves against the metal of the youth, and it becomes this, I don't know, like I said, like a hybrid brand. It, it takes on a different meaning. I think it could happen. It, it could, and I think that uh, with them being on a Tuesday, yeah, like now you can kind of delve into that, that, that international waters, if you will, of mixing uh, NXT UK with NXT and having them both go back and forth. And now you add the element of a Daniel Bryan. The quote-unquote main uh, roster. Ed, the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Guys that are over, right. if you will, and have them come in and work. What if Daniel Bryan goes to NXT, NXT uh, UK? Works Walter. Oh, can you imagine that? No, I can't. I hadn't even thought about it until you said it, and now I'm thinking about little Daniel Bryan, the submission ace, the the WWE champion, one of the greatest wrestlers. Andre's over there giving you a standing ovation. Thank you. Giving, Thank you. giving you. I'll take that. I mean, we know what type of match that man can work in terms of Bryan. Now you put him up against the Destroyer, the Incredible Hulk, whatever, comic books. I, I can't, it's Spider-Man versus the Incredible Hulk, there right? You go. There we go. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and Fantasy Warfare it's always been like a really big deal in pro wrestling. As a little kid, well, it's man, I sat with my buddies that watch wrestling, and I'd be like, yeah, but what if what if Junkyard Dog wrestled Ted DiBiase in a cage? And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who would win? And then you started saying why your guy would right. win. Like, that's what you would get at NXT. And there's so much of it there in terms of what we haven't seen and, and in terms of that fantasy, you know, that creativity that's in our head that we don't even know we want. And the thing that we're not talking about right now, which you, know, you got all excited. <laughs> we mix the UK. Right. And we mix the current NXT women's divisions together. Oh, okay. Now, Mick Foley, we got to talk about the tweet of Mick Foley. Well, why don't we talk about it right now? Because I think that's a great spot to talk about it. Yeah. Now, uh, effectively, I don't have it in front of me, but it effectively said Mick Foley tweeted out yesterday. I'm going to see if I can pull it up real quick. And he was um, talking directly to Mr. McMahon. He was. He actually, he actually tagged Vince McMahon. And the heart of the tweet was essentially, hey, Vince, get an all-women's brand on WWE before AEW does it. Here it is. I got it in front of me. Dear Vince... And all women's brand needs, all caps, needs to happen in WWE unless you want AEW to beat you to the punch. Sincerely, Mick. And then he tags at Vince McMahon. Got 17,000 favorites and uh, 3,000 retweets. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, would, I would go online right now saying that I would be the general manager. I would love to be able to uh, facilitate that because I, I, I've said this for the last two years. Yeah. Like Mick is is on the current on the on the bandwagon. <laughs> like I have I've been preaching this for the last two years. Ever since you and I have been doing shows, I know that for sure. I'm yeah. saying that there are the WWE between Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, they have about 40, 35 to 40 female wrestlers in the machine. Yeah. That twenty-five of the forty could be champion anywhere in the world on any brand. Now, I agree with you, but it is interesting. Like, okay, I would love an all-women's brand in the WWE, but I would not want it to come at the expense of they being having any time on Friday and Monday sacrificed. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, I want them to still be highlighted on Monday and Friday in the yes, ways that they are. Yes. So I wouldn't want that to be some sort of excuse no, to take them. Okay. To take them off. Right, I'm right, not right, doing right, that. right. I'm not saying that. Okay. Not uh, neither. I, don't, I didn't think we were, but I just wanted to be like, I don't ever want that to be the case. Yeah. Lord knows they'd have the, t- I mean, they have the talent to spread it. As Listen, my wide thing as is, yeah. is, I feel like the women have exceeded the expectations uh, since we went away from. The TNA, one hundred percent, Jello wrestling, all wrestling, Braun panty the meaning Braun right. panty yep. stuff, and they are wrestlers now, one hundred percent. You watch Sasha Banks and Charlotte. You watch Bailey and Bianca. You Mo- watch moments. They main events. The women they do things. Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can go on and on and on. Yeah. And why wouldn't it? There's different ethnicities. Yep. Uh, there's different countries, colors, creeds, uh, everything. financial, everything, everything you can imagine. Everything. Yep, for real. And you, you mentioned the UK brand that that widens it up even more. It can be done. Oh, absolutely. The the one thing that I don't see that I I, I wish uh, Thunder Rosa uh, would join that. Yeah, and I guarantee you, if the WWE did it, mm-hmm. you would have the power now. To say we want to bring in three or four women from other worlds that are not signed, and the women would get more time. Yeah, they would make more money. Yep, and that way you would eliminate the well. We don't get paid the same as the men. Now you have a brand that's yours. Yep, you're the main event, so you get the main event money. And content is king right now. So who wouldn't want a uh, peacock? You tell me peacock, peacock wouldn't want a would, woman's show? Man, they would me? jump head over heels for that. Of course they that. would. Of course they would. Of co- I would have to. Um, I would. I would be shocked if that wasn't something. So th- it's there. The roster. I already there. have the announce team. The, who, who, I already have the announce. Team. Who would the announce team be? I would go out and get Michelle Beadle. Okay. I would pray and beg Renee Young <laughs> to come back. And then I would get a guy. I was going to say, a guy to get stepped on, kind of, right? To play, like, have that comedic sort of relief. Be the, be whatever. Just kind of be the Joker. There's a guy named John Murray. Okay. And John is a, a, a TV host. And just a really smart wrestling enthusiast. He has no link to pro wrestling, but he's a brilliant guy. I yeah. talk to him, and I, I, I co-sign for him. Yeah. And I would also bring Santino Morella back. Oh, that would be great. He'd be great in that. Especially, could you imagine? I love I loved, uh, bringing up Renee. You bring up Renee. I'm like, oh, my goodness, yes. We get Renee back on WWE TV as quick as we possibly can. Uh, and Santino, yes. I think Santino is one of those guys. I, I don't know if he was fully appreciated by pro wrestling fans as much as he should have been. Like, he was his timing, his comedic relief. And he wasn't just that. I mean, he's obviously a great pro wrestler in terms of just his in-ring work. And a kick-ass fighter. And a, that, too. He's a real shooter, right? That was always right. my understanding. He's like, silver medalist in Canada. He can hold them. judo. He can, he can, he can uh, handle himself very well, right? Shout out to Battle Arts Academy. There you go. Like Santino Morella. Head trainer. It, it, it's it, Absolutely. So... Uh, getting him back in the fold would be great. Getting Renee back in the fold. Yeah, we could fantasy book that all day. And again, as you said, widening the roster. And here's the other thing. Okay, Thunder Rosa, uh, insert name here, right? Okay, even if you don't get that, you find the next one. You find the great ne- next Mexican crossover, you know, Mexican-American star. Like, there, there's, we don't, we don't have a, 
Apollo Crews. There you go. As and, here wrestling. you go. So you, Apollo's great. As we talk about the inter, uh, Intercontinental Championship uh, match last night, I think about MMA. Wahoo Com- McDaniel. I think. Well, I think Where's about that M- girl. Well, I think about MMA. Kamaru Usman, Francis Ngannou, and Israel oh, Israel Adesanya, three Nigerians who are absolutely destroying in the UFC right now. Right. Yeah. That is a, a narrative that's happening in the sports world already in combat sports, and you mentioned it. It's very much happening with Apollo. I would love to see that. I actually think, Mark, and it's one of the reasons I've always loved New Japan so much and other organizations, and WWE at different points has done it as well, but they don't focus on it, that international appeal, right? The flags. Like, I, I like that. I, I really like that. And I think you could, with a woman's brand, as you're trying to figure out what stories you want to tell, just telling those stories. As you said, the Nigerian, this, but the Brazilian, the, uh, 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 the Chinese fighter. Have, have you, speaking of Brazilian, have you seen Christy James? Oh, yeah. Christy oh, yeah. James, cold-blooded. Yep. Cold-blooded. Yep. Like, I, I've been diving You told me her a couple, I was going to say, a couple months ago. She, uh, is she going to be at Mission Pro tonight? I don't know. Okay, I don't I'm, know, but I, I know she'll be at SWE. That was it. That was it. That was it. She's at SWE. You right had me now. watched. You had me watch uh, 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 something that she did with SWA. And, and Sue Young, like, come on, man. Like, there's, I can't really watch her because I have nightmares <laughs> after watching her matches. But like, there's a place for everybody. Is for what sure. I'm saying. Yep. And, and the next, and the next generation. That's what I was trying to. The next Thunder Rosa. The next. My, my Sue daughter Young. is is eleven. Yep. Loves watching wrestling with dad. If she thought that she can aspire to be a world champion on the WWE women's mm-hmm. wrestling show, don't you think that there are hundreds of thousands of little girls around the world that would want to do that? Yep. They just want to be, they just want to see something they can relate to. And do something different. Yep. And... You know, like you look at the WNBA and you look at other professional women's sports, the Olympic sports, there's not a lot of spots for the people that make a lot of money. No. I mean, even in the WNBA, you have probably the, the top 10, top 15 women um, will make a million dollars. I don't even know if it's that. And Mark, some of the best players, the money don't so, make a million. Well, let's say some of the best players, they don't even play in the NBA or the WNBA. Or right, they, do. they go play overseas. They play overseas because the money's more over there. Right, so you can get more money. Yep. So, I mean, it's like, come on, let's do it here in America. I'm with you. And and I think that that would be something that I would really, really get behind because uh, I have a passion for the business. But more than anything, I want to see a fair shake. And also, uh, to back to Mick Foley's point uh, and, and tweet to Vince McMahon about, you know, start it now before AEW does it. I, I agree that they need to start it. I, Mark's been saying it for years. I completely agree. I don't think there needs to be much concern about being first in that regard. Because I think it, it, it matters who's best. Yeah. And, and right now, I don't think, listen, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker could potentially be the match of the year right now. Like, it was one of the best matches in recent memory. It was outstanding. Right. I am not. And, 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 and she did. Like, listen, AEW's women's division is good. It is not the WWE's. And, and, and what I'm saying is the WWE has quality after quality. After, they, their roster is so deep. 
in terms of when they do put an all-woman show, because I do think it's just a matter of time, whether it's five months or five years, I don't think you can hold off on that forever, right? AEW is so much catching up to do in regards to the quality that they could put out on a regular basis. I think what I'm saying is AEW could come out in five months, put on a show of all women. It would do well because AEW is awesome and they do great work, right? WWE could wait another year and people would still be like that being first into that sort of t- the first to do it. I well, don't think WWE it's as important. WWE has already did that. What? In terms of they evolution? They had an all-women's show. They had yeah. the evolution right. show. But, no, I'm talking about weekly. And you, yeah. But I'm saying, you saw how successful that was. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I mean, you don't, you, that's not going to the well too often when you have a show that was as successful as that one. And there were about six women that were not on the show that I was like, why is she not on there? Yeah. Well, how about the ones that have just come up in the last couple of years? Oh, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Uh, and oh, Io Shirai. And oh, I mean, you could go on and on and on. The depth of that division is absurd. Zoe Stark. There I you go. You. Your girl Zoe Stark. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of hers, I, man. We know. Let me like, ask you. I mean, it, she, she can be the, one of those top 10 elite women. Yeah. Give it a year. Real quick, back to Evolution, then we're going to take a break and come back with uh, the nation because I know they are excited to talk to us on this very prestigious Full bank and, and, and mournful uh, pre-funeral death day. Bless, of bless, Dave, bless his heart. Bless of, Dave's heart. Of, of, oh, exactly, of Dave LaGreca. But the Evolution show, why haven't we got another one? Is it the fact that Rousey's not there to anchor it and they don't want to have an Evolution? Like, I, I don't... What, what do you think the reasoning is why we haven't got a follow-up to that as we just talked about? Very successful all-women's pay-per-view. And we're going to show some pictures when we come back. Oh, are we going to? Uh, of, of our food okay. that, we, that we ate right. and, and enjoyed yesterday. Um, but real quick, back to Evolution. Why do you think we didn't get a second show from Evolution, that pay-per-view? Because they know that they have that in the bank. Oh, okay. And it's not, like you said, it's not about who does it next. Right. And who does it best? Who's the Kleenex? Right. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, I'd love to sit with Mick Foley and Vince. Yeah. And say, hey, man, this is our, we're we expressing the interest in this. And we're willing to work yeah. for the company to make it happen at a high level, like Hunter's done at NXT. Very cool. Like, people don't, are, are not giving Triple H the credit that he deserves <laughs> for NXT. I hope they certainly Shawn do. Shawn Michaels. That's Road Dog. Think about it. Scotty Tuhati. Right. Uh, Matt Bloom. Like, the list goes on. Norman Smiley. Like, these guys were the best workers, the, some of the best entertainers yep. that we ever saw in pro wrestling. And that's why you see the influence yeah. on NXT's talent. Well, you talk about Triple H. It's also consistency. It's also having that, just that, that vision and the dedication to long-term storytelling. And it's been, I mean, years, Mark. They're, like, every takeover is good. There hasn't been a takeover under a 6 out of 10. Like, if we're being honest, you go back and you watch those shows, it's always good. It's always a good show. That is like, I would say 7 out That's what I'm saying. Okay, however you want. I'm just saying, you would agree that all of them have been a level all of, of good. All of them have been great. That's absurd, especially when we're talking about the WWE. Dave LaGreca's rant on Monday Night Raw just a few days right. ago. Like, the WWE frustrates pro wrestling fans in so many ways. NXT really does Because doesn't. of expectation. Ap- that, there's a lot of that, absolutely. And there's, there's trauma, clearly, that <laughs> you talk about LaGreca. We're going to talk we're about talk- the trauma. And you know what? Hey, and I'm going to tell my story. Is that, You're going to tell yours. Is that not the best segue as we, I see callers? 
callers with their broken moments waiting on the uh, phone line. Let's go broken to break. Moments. We will come back. We will catch up with the Busted Open Nation here on this pre-funeral Saturday. Uh, rest in peace, Dave LaGreca. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. This is Busted Open. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. Start hour two, Mark. The uh, Intercontinental Championship last night between Big E and Apollo. Wow! Um, what a what a match, man. The finish was spectacular. Yep, well put together. I mean, it was very well put together. There was some surprises. Yep. There was some stuff, man. At one point, did you remember you and I just went, "Oh my God!" Yeah, the head, the, head, the apron spot. To- the, when Big E <laughs> splashed him on <laughs> the apron. It's such a great move. Uh-uh. It's a great move. It oh really is because man. it elicits that every single time. Every single time, no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> like, I don't you need just it. feel like, okay, somebody is in danger here. Yeah. <laughs> and your heart starts beating. Yeah, fast. I'm in danger of seeing this. This is like the yeah. faces. It's a faces of death equivalent to a pro wrestling move. We're like, hope, I don't want to see this. Yeah, let's right. Like, there goes Apollo's head off of his body. But, yeah, no, and they used the apron a couple times. It was they a did. well – the, the match built. It was a good story. I hope people are over the accent with Apollo because a lot of my buddies and my text group and stuff is like, it's ridiculous. He's Nigerian. He's accentuating it. He right. turned it up. But that's who he is. Well, you, gave a, you gave a great uh, – you gave a great – a, a story, uh, story a, a, well assimilation and why yeah. he might do this you gave some context as to why he could revert back to that accent or why he sounded differently when he first came on the scene and i thought that made great he sense he code switches yeah basically yeah it's like i have a friend of mine that lives in new york yeah we go smoke cigars and this guy is jamaican mm-hmm. and clearly Jamaican. I mean, he sounds as Jamaican as any Jamaican has ever sounded in history. I am not going to do my Patois impression that we started the show with. No, let's let's not get in (laughs) trouble. But when we enter a social setting that's not just he and I or our peer group, you would think that he was Byron Saxon. Okay. And... This is not a knock on Byron. I mean, he, I say saying, that mean he's a clear speaking. He's an announcer for a corporate announcer yeah, yeah. for a major yeah. uh, entertainment company. Yep, that's how he sounds. But we get together and it's like, man, oh, but then rise Clyde Bomber Clyde Fogway, and you're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't. I'm just tired of it, man. I'm, I'm tired of it, man. Yeah, like, so he goes and back. And he forth. goes back to speaking the way he's comfortable. Yeah. So the world, they get to hear Apollo Cruz. The dude is Nigerian. <laughs> he he actually speaks more comfortably in the, his natural dialect than he does speaking English. Yeah. And articulately, might I add. For sure. I have a Texas country twang accent. And yes, I'm an educated man. Yeah, but your accent's great. But my accent tells people, "Hey, this dude is this dude is country. He's not very refined." 
I beg to differ. Or, but, or or it just means you got some style, got some history on you. You know, I just got a little something. Extra. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, don't, a little something. But something. you are right. There is that perception. I, I say Fitna. Fitna. I say Bata. Fitna. Fitna. I'm, I'm, Fitna gets some I'm barbecue. To. Yeah, fixing to. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to. Yeah. But I say Bata. Bata. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of things that I say that's not politically correct or uh, grammatically correct, if you will. So I mean, but that's. That's who he is. Yeah. So don't for all those people that got mad. I remember people was mad at Kofi Kingston. He's he's from Ghana. And if you've ever met Kofi's family, you could Kofi is the, doing the same identical thing. Yeah. So you talk about uh, you know the match itself. The I mean obviously I brought up the accent. I brought up the accent because that's the only negative I think you can talk. If then that's what people. If that's the only negative. Then then, then I that's why I said I hope you're over it. Because now we're getting great matches. Now the story's continuing. And yes, like the bootleg, you know, coming to America general, fine. Like, whatever. Just let it play out. We have been wanting Apollo Crews. Like, we've all been in, in, in Uha's corner, right? We've all been in Apollo Crews' yeah. corner from the moment he came to NXT. If you are a professional wrestling fan and you know the landscape, that is a man we have been rooting for. He has never really gotten his fair shake. This is a story I'm imagining he feels he can sink his teeth into. He's getting the TV time. He's got the title. And he's feuding with a guy that, I mean, if I was going to have him have his first, like, oh, not major, really, really big feud with a title on the Friday Night Fox. Who better than Big E? Like, this is really good stuff happening right now. It may not be exactly how you like it, but again, just remember who we're talking about and the fact that, you know, people getting let go and free agent this and people getting sent down and people not happy with their spot. Whatever the case may be, right? This is a big point for him. He's doing the good work. He's fully bought in and he's putting on the matches. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Apollo Crews. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's without a shadow of a doubt. Apollo has stepped up. Yep. He's doing his job. He's doing what a lot of people should have done. Um, and I'm not saying that as a knock on people that's gone. I'm saying that he's playing the role that he has in front of him. Give it your all. Give it everything yep. and, and, and even more. You know, like I, I, I was explaining to some uh, the powers that be at a – you know, a predominantly great wrestling company recently that I did things that I didn't get paid for. Mm -hmm. Not because I was looking for a payday, but I did them because I could. I did them because I was good at it. Sure. I did it because I wanted the business to be in a better space. Now, if you're going to pay me to do it, great. I'm I'm asking now. Yeah, I want to get paid for it. Mm -hmm. But there was a time when I was wrestling. I didn't have time to do that as a job. I did it when I could, you know, here and there. Yeah. But now I have time, and I want to be compensated for it. So getting those things done is a byproduct of what you're good at, and I'm good at it. No, I and mean, as as Apollo Cruz clearly because if he wasn't, Apollo he wouldn't. Is good he wouldn't be he able does. to pull. And I don't want to say it's like a, like for for a lesser wrestler, right? I made I made a joke about the bootleg coming to America stuff, right? Where there's clearly critique about the accent to a lesser wrestler, lesser talent that could break them, that could take them in a different direction, that could lessen some of their passion, right? Not with Apollo. That man clearly has blinders on. He clearly believes what he's doing, and he's putting it out there. And the product is and, and the commander, benefiting from it. The yep. commander uh, is is African. Yep. It's like, man, the people don't know. They, they, they're so 
uh, I know wrestling <laughs> that they don't realize when something is real and slapping them right in the face. Right. Where it's exactly what you've been asking for for decades. And yeah, yeah, you get it. And then you're like, nah, it's fake. Well, no, actually, no. They're actually telling you a really well thought out story with steeped in history. And almost. Yeah. Yeah. African. Is he? Yes. I didn't know that. He's Nigerian, too. Okay. Like there was an influx and there's a couple of Indian wrestlers. Big guys. Seven feet tall. I know one of them was down the pipeline. One of the guys you're talking about, I know, because they made a big wave. I don't forgive me, I don't remember his name, but I yeah. They they announced the sign for seven feet tall. Yeah. Like he's gonna be special one day. And that's what we all want. Like that's like that's what I love about mixed martial arts. That's what I love about pro wrestling, the international appeal, take Conti over and you know, AEW, whatever the case may be, Sheeta. That's what I that's the other thing that I like AEW sometimes highlights. I really like that international appeal because um like think about it, Mark. Uh, we're bonded from pro wrestling. I mean, a lot of your friends, I mean, well, a lot of your friends, I would imagine are a lot of my friends are right. We're all bonded through pro wrestling here in the States because I mean, we're going to mission pro wrestling tonight. Um, but it, it's a worldwide thing. Pro wrestling is an art that extends across the globe. And as sometimes it feels like we're more fractured or the differences are larger or whatever, right on a global scale, the, the, the business of pro wrestling, I don't even think we've scratched the surface. Like no, I, we're just in the infancy. Ryan, I got a I got a call from a friend of mine who is in Australia, uh-huh. and he goes, "Man, are y'all are y'all on uh, on radio in Australia?" And I said, "I don't know if we're." I think if, they can only get the podcast on there, right? They are watching Busted Open in Australia. That's awesome. Like, bro, right? I mean, like we're. Well, We're we know international. Well, we know the businesses, but the talent we like we can't scout. Like I'm sure. Listen, it's healthy. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying pro wrestling to me is best as a unifier, right? And if you can bring in different cultures and you can bring in these different stories, that's great. But we also have to be in these places to scout that talent and to get them and to pick them and to spread the love, right? I'm just saying we're only scratching the surface with that, and it's really exciting because again, Walter, right? The list goes on and on. I mentioned, you know, Taikanti, Brazil, Japan, whatever the case may be. It's just, it's, it is best when we are telling those stories. Why are we not doing a a show on, um, in Australia? Or why are we not doing a show in Canada? Yeah. Like we have a following there. They speak English. Yep. They listen, listen and love our programming. They're listening to this show right now. Yep. And like I said, it's just the infancy. This is just, and it's, it's crazy to think about. It really, really is because, you know, it's WrestleMania you know, 38 and it's just all these numbers. And, you know, we think we've been, no, just keep in mind that, that we, I don't, we don't have any real grasp of what pro wrestling could be in terms of how large it could be, how wide the net could be. You know what I mean? In terms of the talent we could bring in. It's uh, it's a really exciting time. And yeah, it's on seven days a week or six days a week. Whatever. You got to catch up on Sunday. Hey everyone, this is Nicole Auerbach and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Ah, 
Ah, the ever-familiar music. Yes, we are back here on a Saturday, and you heard it right there. And you'll be able to see this man starting every Saturday. You can also catch him on Impact. But that's right, as I mentioned, tonight, tonight, MLW is making their debut on Vice. And to talk about it, as I said, the ever-familiar music of the one and only Davari June joining a Saturday edition of Busted Open. Davari, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing awesome. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Mark. Always a pleasure to chat up with you anytime I can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this dude, man. Traps all bulging, chest pecs, and (laughs) deltoids all round and shit. You you said something about looking like my action figure. I want to be the first pro wrestler who actually... Looks similar to their action figure. Oh, that's you, about that's about the same. You you're there. I was just saying, Davari's got muscles on muscles. When you start seeing the oh, shoulder, when you start seeing that shoulder boy, the one right there on the the one that I'm looking at both with Davari. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah as he flexes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now he's flexing everybody that's, that that can't see him. Like you know, he, the only the only people that's gonna see you flexing is us, brother. That, that's like no one ever puts me over anymore. So once if someone's gonna put me over, I'm not gonna run with you. He's got the G.I. Joe arms. Oh, Good stuff. Please, Good stop stuff. it some so, more. Stop it some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've caught us. We're in a very good mood. You caught us right in the middle of uh – our barbecue break, it feels like. Um, so, no, good stuff, Davari. I know you're in Vegas right now. I've seen you. I mentioned I saw you at FSW and stuff. You're doing, obviously, your work with Impact right now, but you're here to talk about really a really big deal. Um, MLW yeah, really. debuting on Vice tonight. And, and Davari, Mark and I were talking about this before the show started, just the, uh, the, sort of the strategic implementation by Vice to capitalize on Darkseid, to bring in MLW. Like, I really like what's happening there with Vice, and, and it starts tonight in a big way, man. So I guess uh, I, I obviously want to hear your thoughts on the deal, but I guess congratulations because it feels like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That dark side of the ring, you know, I'm sure you guys know, has become a oh, huge yeah. hit, and it's something that if you can – uh, anchor one product onto the other with Vice and uh, not with Vice, with Dark Side of the Ring and MLW is like your lead in from one program into the other. What what a perfect way to hold on to that uh, you know pro wrestling audience and a, and a little bit of a a smarter, more educated fan than your casual fans. You know, yes. a really right. a really tuned in pro wrestling fan is going to be interested in Dark Side of the Ring and um, uh, MLW's program is a little bit of a higher degree than your casual sports entertainment product. They really focus in more on the combat sport aspect of it. And, and it's kind of set up more by like matchmaking than like, um, you know, writers or creative teams. Sure. They don't really figure out the drama of the storyline. They figure out, you know, a guy like Leo Rush and a guy like Myron Reed might be a fantastic match. And then they work backwards from there to figure out, okay, how do we get there? And with that process, like I said, if you're a wrestling fan who actually enjoys the um, combat sport aspect of it, it's definitely a product uh, worth checking out. Well, Davari, and this is something I, I covered mixed martial arts. I still do 14 years. I do um, MMA today with Misha Tate on Wednesdays. I say it all the time and I love when it applies to pro wrestling styles, make fights. And if you can oh, yeah. bra- branch off of that, that's where the story starts, right? Styles make fights opponents, right? Then you bring in the international appeal and you start telling the story of the, the competitiveness inside the ring. I'm not saying the other stuff, there's always a place for that. Right. But I mean, sure. now, now more than ever, Davari sports entertainment and professional wrestling, there's a divide. And I think there's a place where both can coexist beautifully. I think so. I think the market is definitely big enough to have oh, yeah. uh, multiple different facets of sports entertainment. And I think being able to find your niche to figure out what makes you special is definitely how you can stand out. If you're pro wrestling, like I, when I wrestled in TNA in the late 2000s, 
to me, some of the stuff we did very much came across as like WWE light or a diet version of like, you know, uh-huh. the diet soda of WWE. Whereas I think maybe it could have been better to focus on their own identity. And now you can see programs like AEW, like Impact and like MLW, they kind of do have their own identities now. Even if they might involve some of the same players when they bring them in, um, they kind of allow them to uh, realign their character, realign their brand or whoever they are in that product. So like the way I wrestle in MLW with Contra is completely different than the way I work at like Impact Wrestling, which is completely different than the way I work at like, you know, just some random spot show, indie show or something where I'm just there to make sure everybody's having a good time. When I'm in MLW, I'm much, much more focused on the sport and what's getting done bell to bell based on what Court Bauer is looking for. And sure. then the impact, you know, mostly there I'm a producer, I'm a road agent, but every once in a while somebody's hurt or somebody misses a flight and they'll just plug me in as that uh, player coach where I can maybe help out my opponent that I'm with. I'm not there at Impact Wrestling to shine. I'm there to right. uh, make my opponents look good and work behind the scenes. And at MLW, I do the same thing with Court. I work behind the scenes as a producer, but also as part of the show, I'm in this stable called Contra where our job is to just destroy and run muckshot all over the place. So that's the role I kind of slide into uh, in front of the camera when I'm working at MLW. And then oh, behind that, the that, scenes, I, sorry? Devar, that, that court is a smart dude. Super smart. Do you remember and, uh, he was on the creative team at WWE for a while? That's where we yeah. first met. Yeah, yeah very and, smart and I, I look at it like, okay, how can I get my brand on mainstream TV, but in the process, Connected with pro wrestling, vice exactly, and exactly. that audience is different, as you said. Explain, explain how you see it different, and I'll tell you what my thought is. Well, as you know, like WWE has the largest piece of the pro wrestling pie, but a lot of that um, market share is filled with just casual fans, and they do have to cater to those casual fans. That's how they get them to tune in. It kind of has like a little bit of a like I always say, like McDonald's. McDonald's isn't allowed to have a different menu in every place and allow the chef to put their own touches because of the quantity and the scale of what WWE is producing. They have to do a lot of stuff a little bit by formula. And that's just because they have 50 to 60 hours of original programming they need to get a week. It's very, very hard to do that on a case-by-case basis. Something like MLW or even just Dark Side of the Ring, they can really just focus on a pro wrestling fan, what the pro wrestling fans like to. They don't really have to worry about catering to a casual channel surfer or they don't really have to worry about like oh this guy might be bored with on netflix so he might just flip on the tv so we have to make sure we hook him that's nothing at all they're doing mlw is saying these are pro wrestling fans this is a pro wrestling product for pro wrestling fans why don't we just give them what they're looking for and i think for the most part a very very hardcore wrestling fan what they're looking for is action and then and then like drama and stakes in the winners and the losers of the match and a general sports entertainment product, sometimes the drama and the stakes comes from a writing team or a creative team, you know, whether it's this guy slept with my wife. So now I'm going to fight him at SummerSlam in a loser uh, leaves my wife match or whatever. At MLW, it kind of doesn't work that way. It works a little bit backwards of, man, this guy is an underdog for this title. Let's put up the tail of the tape and tell them why he's such an underdog. And then the entertainment comes in as the producer and the talent puts a match together. Let's figure out a way for this guy to slip on a banana peel. And all of a sudden this underdog is at even Stevens. And now the drama is in who's going to win this match. Who's going to take this title, not the drama of, you know, whatever might be the scripted soap opera uh, that the creative team has come up with. 
Interesting. Well, I, I, I love the fact that there's a very high level of entertainment type style fan that watches Vice. Right. <clears throat> you have shows like Most Expensive Is. Um, Action, and, and, Action Bronson was on there with uh, Fuck and, That's Delicious. And, yeah, and Fuck That's Delicious with Action Bronson. Like the people tune in because they want to be entertained by something that's relatively relatable to them. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring touched a lot of people outside of wrestling because of the, the nature of the stories. They had kind of heard about it before in mainstream media, but they wanted to hear the in-depth understanding of whatever that yeah. was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan for, um, I'm 37 now, 37 years. You know, I've been a wrestling fan and I'm hooked. I, you know, it, it's sometimes, I don't know if you guys have the same problem, to sit through a true hour or three hour program from beginning to end, the pacing can be a little bit of a slog, but sure. I can watch three or four or five episodes of Dark Side of the Ring in a row. Back, back to back to back. To back. back. Yeah, yeah, it still tickles and, that part of my brain that a wrestling fan wants to be amused by. But again, it's not like MLW. It's not the same old stuff. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I love McDonald's. I eat McDonald's often when I want something and I don't want to fuck it up and I know exactly what I want. McDonald's right. isn't going isn't to gonna screw around with me. I'm not going to get something new. I'm right. not going to get something new and fresh at McDonald's. You get the greatest hits. You get a Big Mac. Uh, and, and that's something that when you're not in the mood for that, Sometimes that's the type of presentation that's available to you. Every once in a while, you don't want a Big Mac. You want a fancy duck glaze with a little hollandaise sauce and a little gimmick on top and all that stuff. That's something <laughs> where you could find on Vice or with MLW or something that's a little bit more high tech than your, oh, yeah, I tune in to see Roman Reigns, but I don't really know any of the other guys. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, man, I, I love the fact that you have that ready-made audience at Vice yeah. that when MLW comes on, they'll go, what is this? I'm, let me watch this for a minute and see what it is. And the talent that's over there will hook you. Absolutely. Like we talked about Jacob Fatu being a monster. Yep. In any brand of wrestling in the world, he can hold his own. And uh, Hammerstone. Hammerstone. Yep. Uh, is another guy that you know we call him the Buzz Lightyear jaw, like he's got that <laughs> he's got that look. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of Davari, almost almost giving you a run for money in the action figure department. <laughs> yeah, man, Hammersdale's Jack. Hammersdale's yeah. amazing. No, yeah. but actually, and, and, like, to to what you're talking about, Mark, that diversity is something. Like I said, sometimes when you go to McDonald's, you're not looking right. for the new thing on the menu. You kind of stick with the formula that you know works and that also brings in the most money. But at MLW, there is a lot of opportunity for diversity because we're not trying to appeal to everybody at once. We're just appealing to those people that like professional wrestling. And like you said, so you have your heavyweights like Jacob Fatu. And I don't know if you guys have got eyes on Calvin Tankman yet. He's another super heavyweight that's incredibly impressive. But then in the next segment, you might have some high flying like the uh, AAA Luchadors or Myron Reed or Leo Rush. And then later on in the night, you might have some like hardcore brawling with Laparca and his sons. And then, you know, you also have the, the UFC combat sport aspect of it, stuff like uh, Tom Lawler and King Mo. And then above all of that, everybody's kind of in a little bit of a gang. They make these gang wars like Contra, the Dynasty, the Von Erics and stuff. So it's kind of like, if you like variety, if that's kind of your spice of life in pro wrestling and you find yourself 
fast forwarding through a lot of professional wrestling programs because it's a little bit same in the last week and you see a lot of rematches and stuff. The diversity of MLW is something that can really keep you interested if you kind of have a trigger happy remote finger and are kind of fast forwarding on the DDR. <laughs> which it's which, we, same, which same. I feel like we all do. Like right. No, of, of, of course. <laughs> that's like I said, sure. that's, um, I always make the comparison of like Saturday Night Live. If you tune into Saturday Night Live and it's all political jokes for two hours, you're going to get bored pretty quick. But then they open up with like a political segment and then they move to a monologue and then they move yeah, to a pop production. culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then they do weekend update and then they do a musical act. And before you know it, the two hours has gone by and you really didn't see much of the same thing. Uh, and again, like, you know, I'm not trying to like dog anybody, but because of the scale of a program like WWE, they don't have the luxury of doing that. They have to stick to the formula because before the show is over, they have to start writing the next show. And before right. the next show is over, they have to start writing the pay-per-view. And you can it's get all great- your best stuff in and you can get all your best stuff in on Saturday. And we're here with Davari, right? We're here with Davari talking about this, this uh, union of MLW and Vice. The first show is going to be tonight. Let me ask you something, Davari. Was- when, yeah. it, what, what time and, and what day is it? Well, it's tonight, and the time, what's the time specifically, Devar? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, it'll be Saturday at noon Eastern. Okay, so there you go. Saturday, noon Eastern's MLW on Vice. Let me ask you a question. We, yes, revisit this, we revisit this a year from now. We have you back on a Saturday. What was the date? May 1st, 2022. What would you like for this to be a year from now? Like, I, I don't need the long game of what MLW and Vice is, but just you're, you're a year from now. We're sitting here chopping it up. We're talking about, you know, Vice and MLW. What's best case scenario, May 1st, 2022? So we're starting this Saturday with like a phase one rollout, which is bringing everybody up to speed about what's been happening in MLW in the gotcha. last season. That's because to dive into the deep end, you might get a little lost if we jump in the middle storylines. and angles. Makes sense. And the phase yeah. one is going to build up. Just we're familiarize you with the MLW talent, familiarize you with the product and what's going on. Then uh, July 10th at the ECW arena in Philly, that's, that's the arena now is the name of the venue. That's going to be our first uh, event back with fans in the venue. And that, venue, uh, that event with the fans in the venue is going to start the original programming on Vice. Okay. So I'm hoping that's by July and that gets the new original programming on Vice. Everybody's caught up to speed over the next 60 days or so of what's going on in MLW. I would like to see a blow-off program of some sorts a, a year from now. You know, uh, I can't remember the name of the blow-off program we had. I think it was like Never Say Die or something where all the angles for the last six months kind of paid off. I would like to see something like that, you know, specifically for Vice. So July 10th, we kick off the new season, or I should say the new phase of mm-hmm. MLW on Vice, the phase two. I would like to see those storylines and, and programs of the major players build up to approximately 12 months from now, we have our big title matches that everybody's been clamoring to see. We have our tag title match that people have been clamoring to see. So maybe by the time we get into the second year, we've already had like, um, you know how WrestleMania is kind of like a season reset. Maybe we can have all our blowoffs a year from now, and then we could start you know, by July of 2022, we can Very get a cool. whole bunch of new fresh faces and a new face of MLW to kick off, you know, a second season on Vice. There you go. Very, very MCU of you with the phases. I like it. Very <laughs> focused. Very, and listen, man, this is uh, very exciting. We talk about it all the time. Pro wrestling on every day of the week. MLW added to the list now with Vice. Davari joining us on a Saturday, man. You got to Davari, before we, before we break out, man, you got to. You got a, a a story. People like story <laughs> yeah. time on Saturdays. There you go. Like, let, can, can you give us a, a little Mark Henry Davari story? Sure, I can. So this is this is one of my favorite ones. Where uh, I I can't remember where we were, but we were somewhere. <laughs> Owensboro, I think. 
<laughs> you would know, right? He knows so the story. Like, he clearly knows the story. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so it's like middle of the night, we're driving, we're lost, whatever. Uh, I believe I was the wheel man, and I'm, I'm sure we got pulled over for speeding or, or swerving or whatever because I was texting. And then uh, the officer comes up behind us. He pulls us over, and we're in a minivan. And then he starts on the back of the car with a flashlight as he's walking up to the driver's seat to see me. He shoots a flashlight in the back of the van, and he sees Hornswoggle. And he's a little kind of like, what the? Comes <laughs> forward a little bit more across the middle bench of the entire minivan is Mark Henry. So he's, he's the midget, and then he sees Mark, what the hell? Then he comes around the passenger side. He sees the great collie in the driver's seat. And he's like, no. I just pulled over the circus. Yeah, he no. like, I pulled over the circus. Like, I don't know who this is going on. <laughs> so finally, he comes around. He sees the Taliban is driving the minivan. And then right, right. Of course, of course, right. Are you, in, are you gimmicked? Are you like, are you in costume or? <laughs> no, I should have. I mean, I don't think Mark, uh, Dylan or Dalit can change out of their costumes. They're in gimmick all the time. Right. Well, you you all look, I mean, the physic, as you set up wonderfully, the physicality of that car. I mean, that yeah. is, that's a look, I, that's optics I, for you. I, w- I wish the, I wish more people were watching this on, on, on the line instead of <laughs> over the radio because you could see me impersonating the cop as he's coming up to the front of the car and his eyes are getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> So this is this is my and of course you're watching him because as you said I mean there's obviously a paranoia there that I completely understand yeah uh, yeah so like but this is this is like 15 16 17 years ago now so in my young Post naive 21 year old mind this is my favorite part where Mark opens the sliding door of the van and he goes officer if I step out of this car right now are you going to shoot me and then Mark and the <laughs> officer have a laugh about it you know they're <laughs> chuckling my my naive mind you know 15 16 17 years ago I'm wondering. You know, why is Mark Henry worried about this officer shooting him? We're not doing anything wrong. Like, and and this is like, then Mark kind of gives me a little education. He goes, you know, African Americans and police don't have the best relationship in the middle of the night. They smart me up to everything. It's just so funny that I couldn't believe that. I just love that he had the sense. I love that he had the sense of humor. Like I love that. Yeah. That's that's how he. That's how you immediately but de de uh, de escalate the situation. Yeah, like that's, jokes. that's my number one thing. Yeah. De escalate the situation yep. first. Yeah, it was and, great. And, and I told the cop bef- before that. I was like, uh, I said, Davari, let me talk to him. Yeah. I was like, please, if I <laughs> open the door, you're not going to shoot me, are you? I don't mean and to laugh, he's but like, I, no. Yeah, yeah. Why would I shoot you? I said, you know. I just want to talk to you. I was like, listen. I know we were speeding. <laughs> I told Davari, drive as fast as you can. If we get in trouble, I'll take the trouble. If you're going to give me a ticket, please give give the ticket to me. Don't give it to him. Um, I was like, what a good friend. I was like, I, I have a signing, and <laughs> people are going to be like, Mark here's a piece of shit. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> I can already tell. It's what bullshit. I'm about to say <laughs> is very. It was true. But I used it. Hey, we appreciate the honesty. I it was effective. It. it was effective. <laughs> I, I said, I said, officer, I'm, I'm going to do a signing, and there's a lot of mentally challenged kids <laughs> that I'm going to do this signing for. And I don't want to be late, and I think that we're already probably about 30 minutes behind. And he said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay. I'm the last cop on patrol out here. The next 60 miles is wide open. There's no cops. He said, you can drive as fast as you want to, but just don't wreck. He said, matter of fact, get behind me. Yes. And he takes off, throws the lights on with the siren, and we're following him going 100. Hey, you didn't lie. 
You told the truth. I no. told the truth. You told the truth. Yeah. We, and he did have an appearance the next morning, and we got like a police motorcade out of the town. We got a police <laughs> motorcade, and, and, and bro, I was like, <laughs> "This is a story that people are gonna think that we're lying if we tell it." I can't believe that was the card: Davari, Mark Henry, Hornswoggle, and the Great Kali. Like what? In the same car. In the same car. Oh my god! And you weren't wait, wait, traveling circus. I was gonna say when you said he was on the bench in the back, I'm thinking. How would in what world would you put Mark Henry in the back of any car? And it's like, oh well, great, great colleagues in the passenger seat. That's like literally the only situation where Mark He's would be got in the back. The seat pushed all the way back, Yo. laid down flat, and then he's halfway back with me with his legs. So you could like look at him on the side, like you yeah, could be I'm talking to him <laughs> from the back seat, and he's looking at you in your eyes. Oh, my, my God, it's ridiculous. I feel like I we saw- could do that all day. I saw a thing online, Mark, that said you were Ging up for maybe getting a comeback or one more match. We should assemble like a Survivor Series team together of you, me, Hornswoggle. Based Collie. off this story, yes. <laughs> maybe we could get that officer to be the fifth guy. That, no, we get like D-Lo to be the fifth guy in the in a Survivor like, Series yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell court, tell court. <laughs> we'll book oh it, my yeah. Gosh. I'll tell, put the check there, in the there, mail. There's the, and blow I'm off. The way. there's the blow off you were looking for. for <laughs> <a year from laughs> that. Done deal. Done deal. Davari, man, thank you so much for joining us on a Saturday. I miss we you, really brother. appreciate it. That was fun. Much love. I love you, Mark. I love you too, man. Thanks, man. That was great. Oh, my God. What a good dude. Sean Davari joining the show on a Saturday. Wow. He, he, he refers to himself as a Taliban. I said, stop doing it. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, but Tavari is a good And dude. I said, Tavari, you know what you are? And he said, what? I said, you're the new black man in America. <laughs> hey, for real. You were, try- you were trying to help the situation. I was situation. trying to help the Sean, situation. Sean, he was trying. I mean, he did say he was, he was educating you. And, uh, I was educating you. Know, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, the man's been through it all. As, as I'm finding out, the stories that I'm hearing in Austin, man, this is, my first, this is my first time to Texas. This man is truly the king of Texas, the king of Austin. Uh, I always tell him I met him 15 years too late. I think I would have had more fun 15 years ago uh, hanging out with Mark Henry and some of those oh, stories. Oh, strip club. Yeah, yeah. well, oh, yeah. We had so yeah. much fun. I, I, I was, man. you know, just this past year, or sorry, uh, 2019, I was working with WWE behind the scenes as a producer. Yeah. And I got to see, like, the talent don't really – hang out anymore and i was like man you no. guys have no idea how fun this job can be like yeah that's sad over, yeah let's just say that that just fun. that just makes me very sad because to me that's just wasted opportunity we you ate, know what i mean that's just ate, <laughs> we ate really well yeah we worked out at all the best gyms in the country yeah and we went to the strip joints and the the bars like like we used to go to san antonio and they would open up the hemisphere restaurant yeah it's the spinning like in seattle the okay the, it's on a rotate they would rotate. let us go in there for free wow like for free just <laughs> hey we want y'all to come in i mean like man we had a ball man like life was really <laughs> good for pro wrestling in the middle 2000s well it yeah, still I, I is hurricane about this i talked to hurricane maybe two or three days ago about this you know hurricane you've been around forever you've been in a ton of different locker rooms i've been around in a ton of different locker rooms over the years Something about that 2006 SmackDown gang. Yeah, I'm still so Perfect. tight. With every single one of you. I was. Hey, Sean, locker. come back with us. We're gonna go to break. Well, no, no, okay. we can't. Well, we're coming back with our three. So let's. Uh, uh, let's. Hey, maybe what? Like a couple months. Get Sean on to recap. Yeah, come back, come back right. with us. Yeah, I'll come All back right. with you guys anytime you want me, Mark. We'll be back. Hour three, weekly winner coming your way on a Saturday. We'll be right back after this. 
Hello, SiriusXM. This is Pat McAfee. Starting Wednesday, my show is coming to Mad Dog Sports Radio. If you don't know me, here's a resume. I used to kick balls for a living. Sometimes I do comedy. I'm an undefeated professional wrestler except for one match. And I do a radio show where I'll entertain the living hell out of you with sports takes and some stories from my crazy life. The dumbest sports show to ever exist, The Pat McAfee Show. We're on weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern starting Wednesday on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however the hell you stream in your house. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Gotta be honest, feel kind of dirty given an award for weekly winner. When Mission Pro Wrestling's got this show tonight, and Dave Lorgak is going to get murdered by Thunder Rosa, week's yeah. not over. You know what I mean? But um, well, you know. Wow. I, I we have know. a job. We have a job to do. We have a job to do. Yeah. There are expectations out there in the nation land, if you will. Jeez. Also, man. can I just say before we get into weekly winners, speaking okay. of nation okay. land, I'm sorry, nations. <laughs> I do. I do want to get to calls. We went long with Davari, so we missed you guys in hour two. I will make it up to you in hour three, even if we have to do two segments of calls, because I know, uh, obviously, big day, Mission Pro Wrestling, SmackDown last night, and really, uh, it's a big day for the Saturday show. We are in Austin. We had barbecue. We're going to have more barbecue. We're about to go shoot some guns a little bit later. This is a very monumentous day for the Saturday show, Mark, but uh, we will catch up with the nation here in Hour 3. So rest assured, rest assured. But right now, as we kick off Hour 3, best show that was in the week of professional wrestling, weekly winner time. Wow. I, I'm telling you, man, the week was – I can't say that Monday night – uh, was a good show. Good. I, I'd have to say that. I, if you were really going with the swerve with the Robs, boy, oh, boy. Monday night. I can't sit there. I can't do that again. Was an average show yeah. for Raw. Yeah. But we did. We did get a Dave LaGreca rant out of it. We we did get the rant out of so, it. So, damn it. Thank you, Monday Night Raw, for that. And I, I didn't I didn't think that. Uh, I mean, it had it good with his bad. Okay. Like, um. Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman was entertaining as hell. No. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair with her apology, that was, you know, wasn't really an apology. It was more of an announcement. Um, Sheamus <laughs> and Humberto, like, they could have done without that. They could have done with it. I mean, like, I'm honest. I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, 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 there was reason Dave almost had a coronary on the air. And, and you know, like, I don't understand what's, what's going on with the Shayna Baszler. Oh, and I thought, I, bro, I, I just want to say something. I thought you were going to say, I don't know what's going on with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle and RK Bro, and I was going to get really offended. But you didn't say that, so continue. No. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, no that's good. <laughs> I, I mean, my goofy analogy of wrestling uh rk bro was fine with me i was gonna say rk bro is basically this show like you have the serious like pro wrestler i mean matt riddle is a serious pro wrestler but i mean he is kind of like matt riddle and i mean i'm kind of like matt riddle and like so there's a reason like i i like rk bro because you get this the deadpan seriousness like you kind of do with me with randy i liked it but the nia jacks and Shayna baszler stuff yeah i want to start writing for them 
because I have an idea to um, that would be very good. How about and just how about just break them up though? Can we just get Shayna solo? It, it led it, but you have to reprogram tell Shayna. The, tell the story. You have to tell the story yeah. of why she was yeah. with Naya. Yeah, and then cause a rift between her and Naya. Mm-hmm. And then maybe her put Naya out for a while so Naya could go and get some things together so people can go away from thinking about okay. the slip and slide bullshit that she's been doing. Uh-huh. And, you know, the stuff with Reginald has been the best part of it. But, um, you know, like if you're going to do that, then repackage that and make Reginald. Make it the clear focus. Yeah, make yeah. him a valet. A male valet for a female wrestler that allows her to be the heel that she can be using a Reginald. Um, it's a lot to be desired mm-hmm. uh, for Monday night. But from me, what you think about Tuesday? Well, you know, I love Tuesday, and you know, just to see um, Rochelle Gonzalez get challenged. Yeah, that was something that I liked. Uh, you know, Bronson Reed. I was going to say, you were talking about Thick Boy, who we obviously Thick love. Thick Boy. Yeah. Man, I, I love him. I could I could take that all day long. Um, the You know, man, Kushida is one of those guys that I, I can't get enough of. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you. Andre Viola. Said who? <laughs> I think Andre's taking. I think Andre's taking care of some technical stuff on the other what? end. Keep going. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like the sh- the show was well put together, and and we always talk about flow in wrestling, like the way things lead to the other thing. Yeah, I think that's what NXT did the best. Um, you start talking AEW, um, AEW man. For as much energy as they put into um, the Young Bucks and what's going on with them and um, what, what what happened with, um, you know, like the Nightmare family, um, all of that stuff. You know what's, what's shining to me? Dar- Darby Allen. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, what's, Dar- he's like the fifth week in a row he defended his belt. Yes. And, he, man, he Darby had a, a hell of a match, man. Yeah. Like, he he was able to take a guy that we don't look at as the main event type of guy and have a main event match. And that's what you want, Mark? Because I think a lot of people, when you look at Darby Allen, would signal him as on some level the future of AEW along with MJF, right? When you look at that roster and you're like, well, you're, p- you're picking out guys who could be there for the long haul, he is certainly one of them. And that right there, taking a guy like 10. Who, like uh, 10. He, right? I mean, and making a main not, event, as you said. He made 10 main event. Yep. And that's, that's the stuff that matters. That is what matters in pro wrestling. Yep. Um, the show had all uh, – Jericho cut – that was probably promo. the yeah. best promo that I've seen him cut, especially after last week. I'd say he's been on fire. We gave him the uh, Jericho kind of, you know, he was second to MJF in the in the battle. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, not this week, not this week. Jericho shined in a way, and we said sometimes a promo can give you the best of what happens on a wrestling program. It can. I did not give Jericho the nod as the best thing that happened. I think Darby Allen's performance yeah. in, in, is what made that. I love seeing Christian Cage. Like, the AEW is just good, man. Yeah. AEW is AEW. And 
um, you know, you get to, um, you know, impact and what happened with Kenny Omega. More, going continue, over more and, continuation of right, that story, you know, like which I love. They, they, Sammy Callahan, the Zack Ryder's, you know, him, him and Brian's match. Like, they, there was a lot of stuff this week that was great. That led on those shows. Speaking of a great week, as I just really quick as we gloss over uh, Impact, Josh Alexander and that uh, X, uh, the um, the X Division Championship at Rebellion on what was it Sunday? I just want to give a tip of the cap to that opening match that happened at Impact. I know it was a pay per view. Josh was obviously on Impact on Thursday night. Just a big tip of the cap to him, his story, and that match that led off the pay per view. Because I don't think we, we don't really talk about pay per views on Weekly Winner, but I did want to say that as you hit uh, Impact because that was really good as well. And then, yeah, man, SmackDown. And that's why I'm like, as we get into this, like, how do you not give Weekly Winner to SmackDown when you have an IC title? And a championship match, not just any championship match, but Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, a story that's being told for six years, five years. I mean, going back to WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble, I mean, the, the, the story that they have shared through this time. I'm not saying it ended last night, Mark, but it certainly had a big-ass chapter that got knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and that's you, you get the SmackDown. Last night, um, we watched the show. Yep. And... I, I like the energy that it started with with Bianca yep. and and Bailey. Good Seth Rollins promo in there. In Seth the middle. Rollins yep. was was good in there. And or a little little bit more shine for Cesaro. Right at and the end. Cesaro gets yep. a little bit, but the primary thing was the challenges. Yeah, one hundred percent. And 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 they did a good job, and they did enough to carry over for me. Uh, the main event was the best match in wrestling this week. Yep. Um, as good as Darby Allen did, um, he he did face ten. It wasn't like that he had a Daniel Bryan. One Roman Reigns, and it wasn't. It was exactly what you said. It was right. The future of AEW, in some regard, taking a oh, a good work, a good wrestler, and, and elevating him to a main event at least for that Wednesday night. Right. That's what that was. Friday night was iconic. Last night, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, that was what this business is about. Right. It's a decade of storytelling in different regards. Right. And it's on the biggest stage on Fox Network, main event, with a huge stipulation. It's everything that we watch pro wrestling for, really. Right. I mean, it's at the highest, highest, highest level. And again, not a knock to Darby and 10, not at all. It just is what it is. It is what it is. It is what and it is. then you had a match that with Big E and, <laughs> and, and Apollo that was... If that's your appetizer. Shit, that was, <laughs> that was tremendous. Yeah, it was a great match. You know, and it, just the layers in which... You know, we talked about Sami Zayn coming in and bam, halufa kick in the corner. Yep. And then, you know, you have like Commander T. Like, I mean, it, it, it was full of energy. You know what? You brought up Commander Aziz and uh, 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 Sami coming in. You had Apollo, Aziz, and Sami in there. Sami's got the, 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 the Castro sort of general thing going on. You got Aziz. You got Apollo. I, forgive me. I said this to you last night, but I, I, I know that Sammy got stuck at the end of that and there was a little bit of violence between that group. But if that actually wanted to turn into a little bit of a faction in, in terms of like a more like maybe like a little more serious 3MB vibe, right? Like yeah. you put these three together, uh, you got a little bit of comedic relief from Sammy. But we know that Kaluva kick was vicious. Like that's a vicious man. He's a great pro wrestler, right? But I wouldn't hate the idea of the kind of forming some sort of like military gimmick on some, you know, sort of. I, 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 listen, I don't know if it's going to happen for sure or not. I'm just saying, Mark, when I saw him in the ring, I was like, oh, shit. That's one of those things that I didn't know I wanted. Right. Until and, and I he saw the, him. Yeah. He had the army fatigue yep. on. Yep. That's so what I'm saying. So it looked like yep. they, they were like, you met, matching a little bit. Yep. 
and, and that man. Even if it's just for like three months, is like Sammy kisses their ass, and like he tries. Maybe he tries to get Aziz from Apollo to be his head. I don't know, but there's anything. And that's the thing with Sammy. You can put him anywhere. It elevates Apollo, gives him a little bit of comedy to work with while he's, you know, obviously very serious. Very serious. Yeah, but I just I. It's chemistry. It's again. It's optics. I didn't know I wanted it. It was the fatigues part of it. You see them in there. That's a, a unit that I could see. But uh, then I just started thinking about the chemistry and the way you could play off of one another. And yeah. uh, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, when you talk I, about those two I, matches, to, the whole and we show. Got, we can only pick one. We right. can only pick one. Well, as we say, if you ain't first, if you ain't you're ain't last. First, you're last. Yep. And I am gonna go with SmackDown last yep. night. As I, much as I love yeah. Darby Allen. Well. No, listen. It was hard for me to give it to Darby, and we had Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Again. Like, it was hard. Again, history was on the line. It was a, a huge build to a huge moment on network television. And, oh, yeah, the appetizer was an intercontinental, really great intercontinental championship yeah. match. So, I Even as well. it wasn't that many matches. No, it's, it was four. It was four it matches. It was four matches. And the final hour was bang, 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 championship love, championship love, great storytelling, great matches. What more could you want? On a Friday night, maybe it's recency bias. I don't really think it is. I think we set it up properly in the way, you know, I, we respect weekly winners. And it was able to pull us away from the NFL draft. Well, not even that. Just hanging out in Austin, eating barbecue, shooting the shit. We could have been anywhere in Austin, man. We could have been at a strip joint or something, anything. Well, let's not get carried away. I'm not saying that SmackDown would have taken my attention away from a – come on. Okay. All right. You're You're giving way too much credit. Can we just say they get the weekly winner and not lay on the hyperbole? Yeah, let's – All right. No hyperbole. (laughs) Let's just go with – SmackDown is my weekly one. All right, as is mine, SmackDown getting the nod last night. All right, on this very special Saturday edition, pre-funeral edition for David LaGreca. I know you guys are out there. You are waiting patiently. We do want to hear from you. 877-344-4893. What memories do you have of David LaGreca? This is going to be the last time that you can, you know, get him in. Share your thoughts, your favorite moments, because uh, in a few hours, he will be no more. David LaGreca will not be on planet earth so we're going to catch up with you the nation when we come back here on a saturday 877 fight 93 this is busted open on a saturday i'm ryan mckinnell that is the world's strongest man mark henry thanks for listening catch us monday through saturday on busted open from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 the busted open podcast the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keep for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand